Welcome to today's episode of Empowered, a perfectionist guide to imperfection, hosted by me, Miranda Lee. It's time to take back control of our lives, and it's time to write our own story. Remember, you are enough, you are worthy, and you are loved. Let's dive in. Hey, you guys. Welcome to another episode. So today, I want to talk about how to heal your relationship with food. Um, I'm just really passionate about this topic because... I struggled for such a long time, especially if you guys listen to my other podcasts of just my story. I struggled with my relationship with food from a very young age. I think once it started to get like pretty serious, I guess, was in the fifth grade and then it just got worse as I got older. And even even when I recovered from my eating disorder, I still had an unhealthy relationship with food and that's when I was tracking macros um, and I think that that just kind of went toward my all or nothing mindset that I struggled with as well but like even when I was tracking macros I was so super strict about it and don't get me wrong like there is not one like one way to approach nutrition I know a lot of people who count macros and I know why that is just a super amazing tool for a lot of people but I think for me and um, just my past history with food I just don't think it was a healthy approach Um, so I stopped doing it and it was definitely kind of a bumpy road Um, on my first step actually because I had been counting macros every single day for years and I think my first step toward not counting macros was just picking one or two days a week where I didn't count macros but tried to still eat what I normally ate and not to like obsess over the macros I guess so for those of you who don't know what I mean by counting my macros that's like when I record my calories and count my exact caloric intake my exact protein carbs and fat so I would eat the same amount of protein carbs and fats every day um to you know make sure that I was eating the right amount and I think it was definitely beneficial for me because um it made sure that I was eating enough and that I could fit foods that I enjoyed like into my macros like if it was a day like I would get a donut or something I could track it into my macros and not have like that oh I messed up like that all or nothing mindset that I talk about a lot um, so, like, with, like, adding the, adding the donut to my macros, even if it was a rough estimate, I could still go on with the day and, um, and count the rest of my macros and do it accordingly. So, like, that's, I think the macros was, counting my macros was a great step for me in that aspect. But I think the reason why it wasn't is because I did have that, like, obsessive, mindset that I struggled with with like I have to count every single macro and if I don't count every single macro it's bad and I I would have my scale I would count all the grams of like ketchup I used or soy sauce I would count like I would weigh out like the almond milk I would use I don't know it was just it was just really obsessive and I decided that I I just didn't think it was super healthy for my mental health Um, 
but like I said, counting macros is so beneficial for, it can be so beneficial for other people. But something that I heard in a nutrition class was that um, nutrition is supposed to be an art, not a science. So when we treat nutrition like a science and it's counting, you know, counting every single macro, macronutrient, I don't know, there's just, there's no art to it. And I've and like she's, like this woman said, like nutrition should be an art, you know, we should be incorporating as much um, color and variety into our diet. So I also think that's kind of the downside of macros and counting your macros every day is because, um, because you tend to eat basically the same thing every day because just it makes it easier to count your macros when you to the, you basically eat the same thing every day so you know you don't have to struggle with adding new things in but then you're not getting a variety of food and fiber and nutrients that your body needs um so that is kind of one of the downsides of counting macros so anyways back to the healing your relationship with food so like I said I even when I recovered from my eating disorder counting macros was still an an unhealthy way that I kind of kept control over my food in my life. Um, and I just want to, I just want to say that like, you don't have to have an eating disorder to have an unhealthy relationship with food. Like a lot of people have an unhealthy relationship with food. Um, so something I wanted to do, cause I was going to like say all these signs, like, like make a list of signs that you have an unhealthy relationship with food. But then I was like, you know what? First of all, everyone's not the same, and if I came up with the signs of having an unhealthy relationship with food, I feel like it would just be, like, the signs that I experienced. So I did a little bit of research, and I found, you know, trusty Cosmopolitan magazine, but I don't know. I read over it, and I was like, I think you guys will get the point. So if you're wondering if you have an unhealthy relationship with food, here are a couple signs that you probably do. So we'll see what applies to you. So number one, you think about food all the time. Oh my gosh, this is something I struggled with. Like I would go to sleep thinking about food, wake up thinking about food, and it's because I was always so hungry because I was restricting myself. Um, Number two, you prefer to eat in private. So I think this one, um, I think this one's a big one. I know this is something I did. Because one, and this is something I still struggle with today, is, you know, my reputation of being known as, like, the girl who eats healthy. So I wouldn't ever want to eat something unhealthy in front of other people, if you know what I'm saying. So um, I'm sure there's other reasons why people want to prefer to eat in private. But even, like, with binge eating disorder, of course you're going to eat in private. You're going to overeat in private. Um, anyway, so number three, food guilt distracts you from normal conversations. I'm trying to think of an example for that, like for myself, food guilt distracts you from normal conversations. Yeah, I think that's a lot, just like being in your head and thinking about it a lot. I think that's something I definitely struggled with, like during, um, the peak of my eating disorder. So number four, you're completely inflexible about food and you rather starve than eat something you don't typically eat. Oh my gosh, this was, I think this was a big one for me. Like, I was so inflexible, like, if it didn't fit my macros, it was just like, don't eat it. And, you know, that's just, 
something that I tell my clients and stuff now is it's better to eat something unhealthy than to not eat anything at all. Like you need food. So just stop being so inflexible about it. So if that is something that you struggle with, you probably have an unhealthy relationship with food. The next one, you need, you feel the need to work off food you eat immediately. Oh my gosh. These are all just like really hitting home for me. So I remember an ex- like this perfect example of a couple years ago when it was Super Bowl Sunday and my husband and I were living in, in um, South Carolina and we ordered, we went and picked up Chipotle and I remember that I got chips and salsa and I normally didn't. So I went on the bike for like an hour before Super Bowl so I could eat those chips guilt-free. And that is so unhealthy mentally. Looking back, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. But I notice a lot of people do that. Like they feel like they have to earn their food. Here's the thing. You don't have to earn your food. You deserve it because you're alive and you're living. So you do not have to earn your food. Um, to the next one. Yesterday's lunch makes you hate yourself. I think that was um, one of... One of the hardest things is I know at night, like after binge and then like waking up in the morning and just feel super guilty and it would just put you back into the restrict and binge cycle. So that's a good one. Next, you feel ashamed when you eat something you're not supposed to eat. Oh my gosh, this is, I'm going to talk about this a little later, but this is like when you label foods good is good or bad. Definitely not a good thing to do. All right, number eight, you punish yourself for eating something that deviates from your rules. There you go. I think this is when people use exercise as a form of punishment. And that, that is definitely unhealthy. And I mean, like in, like in my other example on Super Bowl Sunday, that's something I did. I used exercise as a form of punishment. But yeah, this is a whole back to the good food and bad food like you feel like you have to punish yourself just because you ate like a bad food all right next you deny yourself food you really crave I, I, I talked about this on like my instagram post last week like you should be able to eat the food you like you guys so if you are constantly denying yourself the food that you crave you probably have an unhealthy relationship with food um you worry about having food to eat in social settings um, hmm. Yeah, I think like especially like if you're going out to like a party or out to eat and you feel like you don't have like your normal food or um like it even says right here, like unless you have like an allergy, that's that's different. But like I used to remember like, oh my gosh, I hope I hope they have healthy options so I can just like eat my salad or eat my fruit or eat my vegetables. Ugh, not a good one. Okay. Oh my gosh, this one, oh my gosh, this one's huge, you guys. This is probably my least favorite one. You cut out entire food groups, like carbs or fat. Okay, that is bad. I hate how societies may just think we need to go on like a low carb or low fat or don't even get me started about keto and no, that's a no. So yeah, you do not need to cut out whole food groups. So that's definitely a sign you have an unhealthy relationship with food. Okay, next one. You eat food even though they make you feel bad. Um, yeah, I can totally see how that, how that's not good. 
Next one. You're either on a diet or off a diet. There's no middle ground. Ooh, that's so true. Yeah, like to say like you're either on a diet or if you're not on a diet, you feel like it's just like that whole all or nothing mindset. You're either eating a salad or (laughs) eating a whole pizza. Man, yeah, I think that's something a lot of people struggle with that I hear like, oh, I'll, I'll start my diet tomorrow or something. Um, so number 14, look at us just getting through this list. You're embarrassed about the amount of food you eat. Okay, can I just say that, can we stop commenting on how much people eat or how fast people eat? Because first of all, I'm tired of people telling me that I eat a lot because yeah, I eat a lot and I eat kind of fast, but I've learned not to be embarrassed about that anymore. So yeah, that's definitely one. Um, number 15, you spend hours combing aisles at the grocery store. Oh, grocery shopping. That's just a whole experience. I can see how that, that's one too. Number 16, you always buy the exact same foods with no variety. Okay, as I'm reading some of these, like you spend hours combing through aisles at the grocery store, you always buy the exact same food with no variety. Remember that it all has to do with the motivation and intention behind like why you do that so I can totally see how like going to the grocery store and only buying the exact same foods because like you're scared of of foods that you like you don't know the caloric content of or something so yeah that's definitely one um you only buy diet foods oh yeah I can totally see that like Feeling like you just have to buy like non-fat yogurt instead of just regular yogurt or you have to buy um, the veggie, like you have to buy cauliflower crust instead of regular pizza crust. I don't know. Like I said, it's all about the intention. It's more like when you feel like you have to. And so that's the only reason why you do it. You know, like I buy cauliflower crust pizza because... I honestly can't tell the difference and I have a sensitivity to gluten. So, I mean, might as well just get the cauliflower pizza crust. But if you're getting it because you feel like you have to, yeah, that's not healthy. You spend 15 minutes deciding what food to order. Yeah, that was one thing I definitely struggled with too was finding something out at a restaurant to order. And I think that's also why I didn't even... I tried to avoid going out to eat because I hated having to pick something to eat because it was either like, let's get something super healthy or um, how much chips and salsa can I eat? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? All right, number 19. You're scared to try new foods. Hmm. I don't know. I can't really relate to that. I love trying new foods, but that that might be something that you can relate to. So number 20, you binge on food unconsciously. Yeah, I think I think that's one thing people definitely struggle with, especially if you're not paying attention to the food and you're just you're just you're not eating it to actually enjoy it. You're just like binging, obviously. That's not good. 21. You decline dessert when you're out to dinner, but go straight to the chocolate stash the second you get home. Yeah, I can see that. Number 22, you talk about food nonstop. Uh, that's definitely unhealthy. Sometimes I'm like reading these and I'm just like, what do I say afterwards? I'm sure you guys are just like, you're the 
professional here. You're the one with the podcast, but I mean, I guess I'm just going to say whether or not I relate to it. I'm just keeping it real with you guys, you know? Anyways, oh, this is a, wow, yeah, this is a good one. I know I've said it like 10 times, but I think it's just because I relate to like more than half of them. Okay, this one is, you can't keep certain foods in your house without eating them. I think this was a really big struggle that I had, um, and I don't know how I feel about this approach, because I feel like it helped me like, not binge and not have that unhealthy relationship with food by, like, not keeping certain foods in the house until I had a healthy relationship and now I can, like, peanut butter. That was something I could not keep in the house. Um, cereal was something I could not keep in the house. And, um, I think, you know, that is true. That is having an unhealthy relationship with food if you just take it out. I think not having it in your house is just kind of like putting a band-aid putting a band-aid on it instead of actually trying to fix the issue. Um, next, you always clear your plate. Saying how you lick your plate clean no matter how much food you're served. That's true. I think that has something to do with, um, especially counting your macros and stuff, like not being in tune with your body. It is so important to be in tune with your body. It really is. And that's why I'm a big advocate for intuitive eating because I actually listen to my body and see how it feels because the whole issue I think with counting your macros is your your body like your body is a pretty well-oiled machine like it's going to tell you when it's hungry or not and I feel like there's certain days where we're more hungry than others like depending on like so many factors like your stress levels how much sleep you got whether or not you're on your period how much you worked out the day before how much you worked out today. Like there's just so many factors that have to do with how much nutrients and calories that your body needs. So I think it's kind of unfair to ourselves to expect that we're going to need the exact same amount of calories every day. Um, and the last one, you seriously can't stand it when your friends talk about food. Yeah, that's something I've struggled with. Like just hearing, I, I don't know, I guess hearing other people's like relationship with their food like gave me more anxiety about my relationship with my food so those are the 25 signs that I read I'll post the link um to the website that I read this on in um what's it called whatever wherever you you watch this podcast oh in my show notes there we go um in my show notes I'll put it there okay so, basically, the reason why I wanted to, to read those to you is because I think everyone has some form of unhealthy relationship with food, especially because just the society that we live in and how we, just how we were raised and, like, especially women. And I'm not going to say men don't have a hard time. I know a lot of men who have unhealthy relationships with food, but I think the standards that women um, are put under like the pressures women are put under definitely shapes unhealth an unhealthy relationship with food so I'm going to give you some of the tips that I've worked on to help heal my relationship with food that have really really worked but I want you to remember that everyone's journey is different everyone has different things they need to work on these are the tips that help work for me um and I hope that some of them hopefully all of them 
work for you as well. Um, but I just want to start by saying, give yourself grace and stop being so hard on yourself because I didn't just go to sleep one day and wake up and then my relationship with food was healed. Like it was a process. Like I had to put in work daily. There were days where I took two steps forward and one step back. There were some days where I took one step forward and three steps back, but I was consistent about it and I wanted to change and I wanted to better myself. So I was patient and I gave myself grace. So the first one is stop restricting yourself during the week because then it just leads to binges on the weekends and the whole all or nothing mindset you know like oh I have to be perfect during the week but then when does that end because Friday rolls around and it's like you want to celebrate it being Friday and on Friday night and then Saturday is just you know Saturday brunch with the girls bottomless mimosas whatever you do and then Sunday I don't know. I know some people are like, yeah, Sunday's weekend. Let's keep going. Or some people are like, you know, let's take it easy. It's the Lord's day, you know? But either way, like when it comes down to it, the weekend is a third of the week and you're just gonna like just dismiss that one third of the week every week. Like what a stressful cycle to have to like go through. Like, oh, Monday through Thursday, I'm super strict. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm just going crazy and then Monday I feel guilty and I'm strict again. Like, it shouldn't matter what day of the week it is. We should be focusing on a healthy relationship with food, healthy balance. And you know what? Like, if someone brings in a box of donuts to work on Tuesday, you shouldn't feel like I can't have it because it's Tuesday. I know that was one of my biggest struggles too. But it's like, you should be able to listen to your body and be like, you know what? Do I really want this donut? And if you really do, you should give yourself permission to have that one donut instead of being like, no, 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 it's bad, bad, bad. And then you eat the one donut and you're like, well, you know, screw it. I already messed up. And then you're over here eating five donuts and then, you know, breaking into your chocolate stash and, you know, just going downhill. Next thing you know, I'll start again on Monday. So just like stop restricting yourself because it's just it's just this up and it's just this crazy roller coaster but that leads into the next tip is stop labeling foods as good or bad I think this is one of my biggest pet peeves is when I peel when I hear people say like oh I'm being so bad or I'm gonna be good like foods aren't good or bad like everything's fine in moderation and I feel like labeling foods as good or bad is not good for yourself but like not good for other people too like it still bugs me when I hear people label something as good or bad and like I talked um with Gabby about in the podcast and the other podcasts um you know some food is good for you nutritionally and some food is just good for your soul and that's okay you know like if you're experiencing something and you're you're eating that slice of cake at a birthday party like you should be able to enjoy it but think about it. In in your mind, it might be have no cake at all and be miserable or eat literally the whole cake and still be miserable. Like, why can't you just eat one slice of cake and just be happy? Like, there is that middle ground, you guys. We can do this. <laughs> hey, guys. Quick break to let you know that this Saturday, May 8th, I am hosting a Heal Your Relationship with Food Masterclass. 
This will be completely free and it's gonna have so much information that will help you understand yourself and your relationship with food better. Like I said, it's completely free and I will be doing this over Zoom so you guys won't even have to show your face or anything, just tune in. Now I'll have a little surprise for you guys at the end. Once again, it is this Saturday, May 8th, and it will be at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, which is 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you're interested, you can direct message me on Instagram at this is Miranda Lee or message me on Facebook. Um, it's going to be so fun and I'm so excited to help others through what I struggled with for so long. All right, let's get back to the podcast. So my next step to heal your relationship with food is celebrating little wins. I think this was my biggest one because we are just so hard on ourselves and so focused on like on our, all of our mistakes that it's just so discouraging. But if we just took a step back and just focused on our little wins, man, it would just be so encouraging. It really is. You know what? I'm just going to give my own personal example, something that I that I did a couple weeks ago. So someone gave me a whole cheesecake and I was like, dang, how are you going to give me a whole cheesecake like that? Like, don't you know, I, <laughs> I've struggled with binge eating disorder. Um, anyways, I know I laugh about it now, but that's just because I'm better. But I remember bringing it home and I was like, you know, I, I cut it into slices and I ate one slice. And then I had a second slice and then I was like, dang, Miranda, like you just ate two slices of cheesecake. And I'm not going to lie. They weren't like little skinny slices. Like, uh, uh, like they were good slices. And then I know I wanted that third slice, but then I sat back and I was like, do I actually want this third slice or am I just feeling like I already messed up? So I told myself, I said, you know what? I'm allowed to have this third slice, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to go upstairs and I'm going to take a shower. And if after I take this shower, I decide I want to, I still want to have that third slice of cheesecake, I'll do it. So I went upstairs, I took a shower and I was like, you know what? I actually don't want it. And I brushed my teeth and I went to sleep. Instead of being hard on myself that I ate two slices of cheesecake, I'm celebrating that little win that I didn't eat that third slice. For some of you, it might be you only ate five bowls of cereal instead of six. That is a little win. If you stopped yourself from eating that sixth bowl, that's something you need to celebrate. These little wins are good. Like I remember when I was going through recovery um, and one of my hardest things was if I went out to eat, I would come home and have a binge afterwards. And I remember the first time that I actually went out to eat and came home and just felt like I'm not hungry. I don't have to eat. And I went to sleep. And that was such a big win for me. Like me and my husband are literally celebrating. I'm like, oh my gosh, babe, guess what? I'm not hungry. Like I'm satisfied from going out to eat and I'm going to go to bed and I'm not going to just eat everything that's in the cabinet because I feel bad. And that was just, that was a win. And I was able to celebrate that. And you should be able to celebrate your little wins. When you're focused on those little wins, they're going to keep motivating you to move forward. And then the next thing, which I've talked about in my podcast, stop with the all or nothing mindset. Like this goes for everything in your life. Like you should not have an all or nothing mindset. I make sure to talk about this a lot because 
it is the biggest thing. Stop having an all or nothing mindset. But it's super important when it comes with your relationship, when it comes to your relationship with food. Stop having an all or nothing. It's not an all or nothing. It's not no slices of cheesecake or the whole cheesecake. You can have one or two slices and it's okay. You're gonna survive. You're not gonna die, you guys. It's okay. There is a gray area. It's not just black or white. So, you know, sometimes you have to take yourself out of your comfort zone to do a little something different to help get yourself used to not being all or nothing. That's good. That's good. And it doesn't even have to be food related. But if you treat everything in your life as all or nothing, when you are struggling, that's what you're going to revert back to. You're just going to go back to what you're comfortable with and what you're comfortable with is all or nothing. So you need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And then the last thing is, here's the thing. Stop the whole starting over on Mondays or starting over whenever. Because there's always going to be a celebration, a party, a a something, a wedding, like, um... You know, so-and-so got a promotion, let's go out, or it's my birthday, or it's your birthday. There's always going to be something where you can feel like, well, this is, this is an excuse to just eat whatever I want. There's always going to be something. So how about you just heal your relationship with food so you can actually enjoy those parties and those celebrations instead of being super strict and then going to the party and either not enjoying it because you're super strict or just falling off the wagon. Oh, and just so you know, there's no more wagon anymore. There, There's no wagon. I'm yanking that wagon out from under you. You don't have to get on the wagon. And if you're not on the wagon, you don't have to fall off the wagon. We're just chilling, yo. You don't have to keep getting up and falling off. And this is why you need to work on not having that all or nothing mindset. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So give yourself permission to enjoy those celebrations, but not think, not use it as an excuse to just go crazy. I mean, this can literally be like anything in your life. Like if this can be, if you struggle with, um, you know, drinking, I mean, I know that's, that's, that's a very serious thing, but it's like same with drinking. Like if you guys drink a little too much, there's always going to be a celebration, especially our age. There's always going to be a place for you to drink. But if you still struggle with that all or nothing mindset, you're going to be getting blacked out every taco Tuesday. And that ain't cool. Cause what about Wednesday? You know what I'm saying? So that's why... We can't just have this all or nothing mindset. All right. Anyway, so the last thing I'm going to talk about is um, just kind of what happens once you've healed your relationship with food. I know with me, my life has completely changed. And I don't want you to think I have it all completely figured out. Like, I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm thriving. I'm just thriving. But... I still have my struggles, but for the most part, life is so much better now that I've healed my relationship with food. I don't diet. I don't label things as good and good or bad. 
I don't stress out before going out to eat. I don't stress out if there's a party or celebration. I mean, I definitely have my weaknesses where there will be certain situations where I struggle a little bit. But for the most part, like I don't have all this stress and unnecessary pressure. And it's just so amazing to be able to, you know, host a party at my house, you know, feel okay having Thanksgiving um, with family and friends and not being worried that that I'm just going to be so hard on myself and I'm going to go to sleep miserable. So that's why it's just so important to heal your relationship with food because unfortunately, you have to eat to survive. This isn't like alcohol or smoking or something where you can just cut it out forever. You can't do that. You can't just cut out food. You need it to survive. So you only have two options. Either have a healthy relationship with food or be miserable because you have to eat to survive. I think that's why I'm just so passionate about this because you can't escape it. You cannot es- you cannot escape it. You really can't. You have to eat every day. So this is something like imagine if you had an issue with breathing, you can't just stop breathing. You have to fix it and stop trying to put a band-aid over it where it's like, oh, I'll just go on a diet. Cause a diet is not gonna solve it, you guys. Quit trying to find a quick fix. They don't exist. Trust me, because if it did, I would have found it. <laughs> I was searching hard, you guys. I've done every diet you can think of like 10 times over. And with this intuitive eating and healing from my eating disorder and this healing relationship with food, like I've been able to just finally have my weight under control, first of all, because that will come naturally once you heal your relationship with food. You gotta remember, when you're healing your relationship with food, your top priority isn't to lose weight. Like, it is a mental health thing. Like, it is something you have to work hard to do. But the weight will come off naturally, okay? And just don't get discouraged. You can do this. If I can do this, I have a super addictive personality. Super duper addictive personality. You guys can do this. And, you know, if you need any help, whatsoever feel free to reach out like I'm literally dedicating my life to try to help people heal their relationship with food all ages all struggles all backgrounds anything you know I I offer one-on-one health coaching where I I hear your story and I I help you I want you to be able to eat all the foods you love and I want you to be able to enjoy life All right. So whether it's me or it's someone else or it's yourself reading books or watching videos or something like you have to heal your relationship with food. Okay. Everyone has some type of struggle. And if this is yours, I promise you it gets better. All right. That's my nice little rant for the day. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you guys do like my podcast, Please like, subscribe, you know, share it on Instagram or wherever and tag me at this is Miranda Lee. And don't forget, I'm having a free Heal Your Relationship with Food Masterclass this Saturday, May 8th. 
I will see you there, and I will also see you in the next episode. Oh, <laughs>